Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. So maybe a little bit of a review of what we're uh, invited to be uh, aware of um, here as we sit or walk or do the different activities that we uh, do, drink tea and other activities. Um, so we're uh, invited to um, become aware and become conscious of um, uh, experiences of um, so I'm, I'm going to try to name the range of uh, uh, immediate experiences happening that we can be aware of so we can be aware we're invited to be aware uh, of the posture of the body huh? oh, sitting is happening uh, the sensations uh, in the body, the experience at the sense doors. So it's not like we're trying to catch all of it. Huh? For human beings, often it works as a, it seems like it works by impressions. No? There's a sound or a sound impression. You know, you're sitting here and suddenly there's a bird sound happen. And then maybe there's a, an in-breath that is known, you know. And so, uh, so what I'm describing here is something called open awareness. Huh? There's a kind of uh, awareness that could be very focused like this, just on the belly rising and falling, just on the nose where the air uh, presses as it comes in and out. So a kind of a concentration like this. Huh? You, one could decide to practice like this. And so what we've uh, been talking about here is a little bit different. It's more like this, the practice. There's one point, it's the present time. And then there's a range of uh, experience that can be known from moment to moment. And so that's how people, that's how we live most, mostly. So sometimes we think, oh my God, there's so many things to be aware of. Well, you've made it so far. <laughs> You know, there was already postures, emotions, uh, sounds, thoughts, you know, they were already happening. You were already doing open awareness, you know, but now you're becoming conscious of it. That's a kind of a little difference here. And so, so instead of being one-pointed on just the nose, for example, it's open like this, and the point is the present moment. In the present moment, sometimes there's, ah, oh, sitting, breathing, Hearing, ah, calm, calm inside, agitated, yeah? So everything that is uh, of the physical realm, through the senses, the posture, the breath, and then we open up, as we've talked about already, and we become also aware of, um, of uh, the moods, emotions, qualities of mind, factors of mind, yeah? And to me, th this is... Uh, why I describe it like this, it's also very classic that it would be described like this. Talk about posture first, and breath, and uh, hearing, sight, smell, touch. Um, what I notice in my practice is that, uh, so I'll sit and discover, oh, there's a body here. You know, I was, ah, oh, I have to get to the sit on time, and, and later this, and then I said, okay, meditation, meditation. Oh, there's a body here, it's breathing. And by being attentive to the breath, uh, discovering the breath, I'll probably soon enough discover the mood of the meditator. You see what I mean? By being in contact with reality or just hearing, I've noticed that the one hearing is quiet or opinionated, grumpy or agitated, that it can't really hear because there's so many comments. So that's a way to discover the state of the mind-heart. So we're invited to really be aware of this as it's happening today. Sometimes it's neutral. You kind of check in. When I say check in, 
to me it appears, it's perceived, sometimes as a kind of an inner space, huh? the inner life, as if it was a space and there was a tonality in the space. I don't know, something heavy, light, joyful, spacious, contracted, inner space. But you might experience it differently. How do you experience it? Is it for you more of an attitude? Like it's not spatial so much, inner space, but uh, an attitude in the mind or quality that you can recognize being there? So for example, right now it's happening. I mean, all of it is happening. There is a body here and we can become aware of it. there's maybe a sensitivity to um, temperature. Whoops. Sometimes when we name it, it appears. Do you recognize this? How That's the Buddha talking about the flickering nature of reality. You know, how cold coolness or coldness appear and disappear. If I have an opinion suddenly about something, there's no body here. You know, it's gone. There's just opinion. You know? Um... And so there's a, yeah, and there's a, yeah, there's a soundscape in which a voice appears sometimes. So that's a, something we can become aware of, the vibrations in the room. And there's also, uh, I can even see it myself as I look, there's also uh, moods and qualities of mind happening. I see it in the listening that I see. Uh, can even say uh, recognize it outwardly, you know, from the externally. But for you, you can know it from the inside. Oh, there's a particular experience of being attentive, no? For some of us, or sometimes you're sitting here wanting to hear and you can't because it's occupied, huh? preoccupied, obsessed. And so, in this practice, no judgment. Factual. So you know what I mean by um, that it might be good to make the difference between judge, uh, say a few words about uh, non judgmental. Non judgmental doesn't mean um, stupid in a way, you know. It means because um, here we, uh, with our mindfulness, we also want to be in a way uh, intelligent. Huh? It's really important, intelligent, uh, critical. We, we know what's going on. So, you know, um, judgmental would mean that I would uh, recognize maybe something, but had a little layer of hatred on top. You know, I'm so agitated. You know, I'm agitated again. Everybody else is calm and I'm agitated, you know. So that's judgment. N- critical thinking or observation, intelligence, would say like, oh, there's a lot of agitation in this being right now. Do you see the difference? One is judgmental, it comes along with hatred, and the other one is factual. It recognizes reality for what it is. And so that's what we're tending towards here, to recognize you know, uh, what's happening in ourselves, in other, but with removing the layer of hatred that makes our life difficult. And so, as we're sitting here, and in a few moments it'll be the same, there will be qualities. Sometimes there's presence, and we can be aware of this presence. And sometimes there's absence. And mostly we can be aware of it after, when we're present again. You know, but still we can feel the. Sometimes there's a, There might be a, a discouragement. You know, you're a whole other day of this thing. Or... There could be enthusiasm, wow, a whole other day of this thing, you know, of this exploration. So you can notice in yourself, and maybe it's neutral, there's no, you know, discouragement nor hope on that level. And so as we sit here, as we walk today, we become interested in the mood of the mind, qualities of the mind, emotions. Emotions maybe would have a wave-like quality, you know, (gasps) overwhelmed, you know, big wave of gratitude. Oh my God, everybody's been always so nice to me. You know, big wave of gratitude, big big wave of despair, 
big wave of grief. And uh, so in the practice here, we want to awaken, to be awake, be conscious of this. So it goes through maybe one of the uh, steps would be to name it. Oh, grumpy, grumpy. Oh yeah, grumpy mind. Stop talking. Talk, you're not talking, you shouldn't be talking. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is seen through grumpiness, you know. And then just, uh, so the practice is not to get rid of grumpiness. It's quite the opposite, actually, as I understand it. Oh, here's a chance, a unique opportunity to become intimate with grumpiness. Instead of led by it, fooled by it, or instead of debating, no, go away, grumpiness. So that's the extremes. And we're going for the middle path. The middle path is grumpiness feels like this, or calms, calm feels like this, or shame, <gasps> shame, sudden wave of shame feels like this. So naming, maybe, could be one of the things, trying to put a word on it. Doesn't have to be, but sometimes it helps to access. You know, I think Ajahn, uh, maybe Sumedho, uh, kind of noting that uh, ins- I would hear him describe a revered uh, monastic in this tradition, uh, would say, fear, fear feels like this. Kind of to invite the mind to feel. How oh, ease, ease feels like this. Forgiveness feels like this. Patience feels like this. Impatience, oh, oh, impatience feels like this. And the feels like this is about um, probably one of the main interests would be the, um, the felt sense in the body. The contraction, the hollowness, the numbness, the electricity, the acidity, the hardness, the softness, the spaciousness, the tightness. So I'm putting many words there, but you would have your own kind of texture. It might have a word or not, but it, oh, sometimes it, it feels exactly like this. It feels exactly, and right now, it feels exactly like this to be in this mind. Exactly like this for you, and exactly like that for moi. Ah, that's the mood. Sometimes my mind has a goodwill in it. You know, it's kind of a, it's kind of um, available. You know, it's uh, open, not not in a open way, but just open to, you know, receiving information or feeling. And so I notice how open, and sometimes my mind has uh, ill will in it. It's looking for trouble, you know? And so it's, uh, and so I want to be aware of this, wake up to this. So emotions as a wave of something that passed through, uh, a mood, maybe we could describe as something that is an undertone or current, you know, might have more duration. We're invited to become aware of this. As I sat, it felt like this. As I'm walking now, there's still this sadness, sadness. So we're not rejecting and we're not um, trying to get more of also. Slight contentment feels like this. Oh, that's enough reality. No need for more or something else right now. In this moment, this, these few seconds, just feel that texture of mind. So there's a, maybe a, it can be felt in the body. Often the emotions are in this area or in the guts or in the throat, but they can be certainly other places, etc. You know, and you can become aware of this, maybe. Another aspect is the tone, the tonality, the texture of the, of the mood we're in. I don't know if I use physical words here to describe uh, an ambiance inside. Huh? 
you know, in fear, you know, there's a and another aspect that you might notice, maybe more, might be more, mm, don't know if it's subtle, sometimes it's not subtle, it's pretty, pretty gross, but maybe harder to recognize, is in the different moods we're in, uh, our perceptions change. Huh? Perceptions of the others, depending on my mood. Everybody's so nice here, you know. People, <laughs> always in your way, you know. So what's the mood here? Because it's it's gonna it's gonna affect how we perceive the past. You know, it's always end up working out for me in some ways. You know, never worked out for me in any ways. You know, I'm I'm caricaturing a bit here, but these things I think there's a bit of reality in there. So we're invited to become aware of this. The mood I'm in makes the day seems future, so it's a thought, you know, it's a creation of the mind, the rest of the day, endless, the day that will never end. Is that talking about the day or about the mood of the mind? And so here we go from, like, it says this, it says this, and we do this a little bit. And that's delicate work, because we have to, um, you know, I think we have to go in that investigation with a lot of compassion, a lot of uh, very tender, very tender. Oh, that's the mood. So we learn to accompany somebody who's distressed, worked up, bugged. Uh, you know, we learn to um, not cling to uh, you know quietness. Maybe this there might be a s- sudden or gradual quieting of the mind. Oh my God, I'm so quiet, I'm so quiet. You know? <laughs> or, uh, you know, joy. And, we're like, and we start often fearing, like, am I going to be able to keep that joy? Okay, I need to secure it now. Put it in the suitcase, you know. <laughs> I'm good, I can go now. <laughs> you know, before it... <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so today we can uh, become aware of this. Also, the mood that is there. Sometimes it we look and we can't find anything. And sometimes we can find uh, something. Sometimes it's just qualities of mind. Attention is present, well-established, flickering, intermittent. You know, uh, things appear a little like distant or foggy or sharp, really sharp. The coolness, you know, on the hand, really, really clearly known. The breath clearly known, or there's breath somewhere, like it's, it's not sharp. This is how it is right now. Yeah. So the different moods and um, here and the setup here, um, I think it's kind of part of the human life and the retreat life also that maybe we will get overwhelmed here and there, you know, fall into discouragement or self-hatred or big bout of judgment about no, not the teachers. <laughs> the teachers or the teachings, a big wave of doubt, what am I doing here, you know? Uh, or am I able to do this? Everybody seemed to be able to accept moi. So there might be uh, the strong emotion overwhelming that come uh, we want, it's okay if it comes, we wouldn't want to be in overwhelm for like eight hours. If uh, you find yourself in overwhelm for several hours, reach out in some way. You know, uh, grab one of us or write us a note maybe. Uh, because maybe there's adjustment we need to, to make. Maybe have a conversation with a, a friend a spiritual friend. Um, if you feel overwhelmed, if your eyes are closed, maybe you want to open your eyes a little bit and uh, you know, locate yourself in space and look at something that, has, um, that is soothing in some way if you can find. You know, maybe sometimes the light, just the movement of the fans. I'm doing it live, you know. Plants, 
over there in the back, space in the room, you know. If you uh, are about to come in the room for the next sitting and the whole system is shut down, you know, can't go back there, I'm not going to be able to survive this, go for a walk in the woods if it feels uh, beautiful and safe for you. Uh, go to the garden, stay around on the stairs, go in M200, although today there'll be meetings there, but find a place where you can actually um, um, find ease, some ease, a little ease, some something in nature or space or in your bedroom. So that's an art of uh, resourcing. Huh? So when we're in distress of some sort, it's good to find ways uh, to um, accompany relief, a little bit of the, the tension. Um. So these few words about uh, moods, emotions, um, maybe we'll uh, try and uh, during the sitting, I'll guide a little bit an exploration around that, okay? Good. what I'm describing might sound uh, quite passive, you know, like, oh, you're not even supposed to change your mood or anything. It's actually pretty active and uh, participative in the sense that uh, when we bring uh, care, consciousness, uh, compassion to uh, the mind, it changes the the equation or it changes the, the experience inside and what is cultivated is uh, very, very powerful qualities of mind. So we're not so much trying to go and get stuff, you know, uh, get phenomena out there and or in there, dig deep and stuff. It's not like this. It's really just about uh, receptivity and what shows up very naturally, immediately. So maybe there's an experience of uh, coolness for you or warmth. Some of us, what will be more uh, predominant, knowable, will be the, what will present itself, will be the breath, maybe. Or it might be uh, the silence and the sounds, the voice of the teacher. And in time, maybe uh, what will uh, could appear here or there, or maybe it's what's predominant for you, might be the quality of the mind. Heart. That's how it is in this heart right now. And it can be uh, maybe neutral or hard or soft, spacious or numb. Stable reactive, 
Is it friendly in there? Is that um, presence or attention friendly or not? Just noticing, there's no right answer, or just discovering. Sometimes the whole system is kind of um, rejecting, doesn't want reality. They want another reality or to not exist. So that might be something happening for you or not. Sometimes as we sit here, we discover that there is some kind of curiosity. The mind is engaged with reality. It's interested by the present uh, phenomena. can rest our attention in the breathing, the body breathing, sitting, hearing. Sometimes we'll notice the quality of the mind of the meditator. Trying to get pushing on reality or attending to it calmly. carefully, caringly. Sometimes there's a taste of uh, joy in there, contentment. Sometimes the mind is uh, playful or enthusiastic. Sometimes it's more neutral, like equanimous, non-reactive. It's harder to see because kind of transparent non-reactivity, the absence of reactivity. Absence of wanting or rejecting. Balanced. Sometimes the mind is dull, 
almost falling asleep, easily falling into a reverie or dream state. We can become aware of this, very low energy in the mind. The mind sinks in the images. Maybe we can awake, become awake to that. Even boredom has a particular taste, particular feel to it. You might be able to get interested in boredom if you're lucky enough to feel it.
What's the tone in there? Can it be met with care? Discovering what uh, what ease feel like, or dis ease or discomfort in the mind. And returning to hearing or to a conscious experience of the body sitting or standing. the different moods and emotions that visit us uh, that we visit a little bit like uh, the different national parks in this country they have different texture different feel geography landscape if you're in the Everglades or in Yosemite or Death Valley or Joshua Tree, different uh, feel. So right now you're in one of them. It has that luminosity or it's arid like this, dry or wet, welcoming or harsh. National Park of Quietness, the National Park of Fear, of Obsession, of Tenderness.
some qualities of mind or moods or emotions are pleasant to feel. Others are unpleasant. And some are neutral, nor pleasant, nor unpleasant. That's something we can also become aware of. This tonality in the heart-mind, in the attitude, is neutral, nor pleasant, nor unpleasant. How it's pleasant. How this particular mood is unpleasant right now. See if you can notice this, the agreeable or disagreeable nature of the mind right now. If it's agreeable, appreciating. If it's disagreeable, then maybe uh, compassion is a wise response here. Oh, not easy being in this mood, not easy my love right now for you. And if it's neutral, maybe appreciating the absence of struggle You might be able to notice with the bell ringing the changes happening in the body and in the heart, mind. Okay, so today as uh, we do the different, uh, the different ways that the practice, uh, form that practice will uh, take, you'll be able to notice this <gasps> wave of impatience coming. Wow, lucky me, I get a chance. You know, usually I'm just uh, driven by it, following it, but now in this space of uh, exploration, investigation, I have the chance to have a different rapport to this mind state and get to n- know it. Yeah. So for example, if I'm, uh, we spend a lot of time, I think, thinking about emotions that we w- might have later. You know, if somebody does that, I'm going to feel like this, what am I, I don't want to feel like that, so I should, do, you know. And of course, uh, emotions of the past also, I mean, when they said that, or they did, I did that, I can't believe, you know. And so here we do this radical practice of saying, and what about now? What wild thing to do? Let's become aware <laughs> of what's the mood here now. Yeah? And so if you, um, if you uh, are, you know, if you are visited by, um, you know, resentment or some, something of that nature where there's a story, you know, and the mind is fascinated by over there, when this could happen, I could do that or do that. Does that happen to you sometimes? And so if you, if you see this happening like this, and the fascination is like this in the fiction, like this, the movement of mindfulness, of the practice we do here is, we recognize this, no judgment, but we just recognize this and we do like this. How is the being here in that projection? 
How is the being here? Because here, my personal experience is here I can do something. Over there, will they say that or not? And will it happen like that? So uncertain. So uncertain. But here, there's somebody who's a little distressed, you know? A little hooked, a little uh, caught in something. Maybe this being here could uh, benefit from some attention here. Oh, disturbed, Pascal. Obsessed, resentful, here now. Oh, not easy. Not easy to be in this turmoil, you know? So attending to this one here. Uh, and then maybe something, maybe the vision can change, maybe some something, uh, you know, some understanding, different understanding can uh, can happen. Um, so anyway, that's something that you might have the chance to encounter today and you could try that. Say, oh, there's a being here, they're upset here. Can I offer this person here now uh, care? accompany them. Um, and so in this way, neuroplasticity, huh? instead of being training resentment and obsession, what I'm training is uh, recognizing, uh, attending, accompanying this being here. Any questions about the practice? Something that you would uh, like to hear a few words more about, or clarification, or nuance, objection. Yes, please. Uh, my mind is uh, very averse to being engaged with, so when I try to observe it, it just totally shuts down. Um, it tries to put me to sleep. And it goes to t- towards sleep, you say? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, is that just something Yeah, maybe so. Um, and and before the complete sleep, the, like in the shutting down. So there's something you recognize as shutting down. You know, so this is a, is an interesting phenomena. Huh? It, it it is a mind state in, in in and of itself. You know, so if there's like no, don't want to engage, there might be something that you're able to feel like energetically or mood tonality wise that you can recognize. You know, sometimes we feel like. Uh, it's the, we we add the layer like it shouldn't be like this the way Pascal described it I should be able to enter that mind state and be intimate with it you know and so that's also a mind state in and of itself you know and so here we go like almost like uh, layers of an onion you know like we start where it's alive you know like so the whole system is like no you know like oh, okay sleeping <laughs> sleeping you know. And if we were here for, you know, a few weeks, and, you know, after two weeks, we were like, hey, I'm sleeping for boarding tonight, you know. <laughs> One of the things we might uh, say, that's very s- soft, you know, but it might be the, the question, so if I was not shut down or if I was not sleeping, what would I be feeling? You know, and it's very soft because maybe no answer comes and we fall back asleep. <laughs> or maybe there's something like, oh disappointment. Some some emotions are not easy to feel. So the system has to create uh, the right condition to allow it to be felt. So um, personally, I'm really respectful of uh, all the coping mechanisms that we have, you know. It's good. I'm happy you're there, mo- coping mechanism. And slowly, I'm building, you know, what is being uh, cultivated here? Uh, courage, patience, stability of mind, compassion to accompany ourselves in the difficulties, uh, capacity to uh, refresh the mind, etc. So these take some time to, um, to build these powers, we could say, you know, qu- qualities. And so when they get in place, suddenly, whoops, you know, it opens to disappointment that we were unable to feel up to now, or grief, you know, or some, something like this. Because it's so not easy to be a human being. Huh? We we don't know what's coming. We don't have so much control. That's a lot of uh, why we spend time maybe with in a lot of different coping mechanisms. And one of them is different than what you name, but the you know kind of over obsessive thinking, thinking, thinking. And I know for me, I'm just thinking about this as we're talking. Sorry, I'm using the 
the question to go in a di- different direction for a moment, but uh, often when I'm thinking obsessively, one of the ways that I can help myself ease the, obs- the kind of uh, obsessive thinking is to um, recognize that uh, you know that I I don't have control or didn't have control, you know. Oh, because I can think of the past trying to rearrange. Like if I hadn't said that and they had said that, but actually it didn't happen like this. You know, or, okay, if they say that, or if I do that, or if it happens like this, then I'll do this, and, you know. And I don't, basically I don't know what's coming. Recognizing this, so it's a becoming intimate with uncertainty, uncontrollability. So funny, it can uh, ease the mind some. Oh, you don't know, Pascal and you don't have control over what's coming the rest of the day or and like this there can be um, and it's not like uh, joyful you know it's uh, it has some gravitas i don't know what's the word here but uh, okay it didn't happen as i wanted and it really did happen like that or certainly appears like this right now Thank you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, thank you. I wanted to ask um, about some tension in the neck during sit. And it feels like my, my habitual thing to do during sitting is when I feel that tension, if I feel like I can relieve something by stretching it, to go ahead and stretch, and that that's a stretch that I can do that's relatively unobtrusive, but I noticed that I was doing that even while I was listening to the talk, and I could feel the attention split. Um, and so also this is related to taking like a deep breath because tension is stored here, and I realized there's some aversion to that. So thoughts on staying with that Mm -hmm. versus yeah yeah so the question if in the back it was harder to hear is about uh, tension in the neck where you notice that by doing a slight little stretch you can relieve it or if there is uh, some discomfort in the belly taking a bigger breath so in the game of mindfulness you know I'm wording it in my words, like, what is allowed? You know, can you actually make an intervention to relieve suffering? You know? <laughs> and so, yeah, I would say, yeah. And so the function of becoming aware that there's a tension is often to actually do something about it. So, and here the middle path is that, yeah, a bigger breath will release tension. Of course, you can do this, you know. Um, where we don't want to fall maybe into is the constant adjusting to try to get it perfect and aligned, you know. So I would constantly be, uh, you know, reorganizing uh, the body. And uh, sometimes I see this, uh, I mean, there can be many reasons, but people who have done a lot of yoga, you know, they might be like the constant reorganizing of the body. (laughs) And, uh, And I feel something can be lost, you know, in meeting reality also, you know. So it's the... We call this the middle path, huh? so it's always like, so of course if you come become not, uh, aware of something and there's a way to release it, you can. Um, but there's, you know, there's, there'll be time in life where we won't be able, you know, so doing the stretch helps, but you might notice one day that the stretch doesn't do anything, there's something that is there, you know. Many conditions in our life we won't be able to do much about, huh? they'll be like this. So for these, we want to be uh, able to not have just a thing in our toolkit is to trying to readjust, but uh, acceptance as one of the, how can I be in the middle of that, you know? So it's tricky. Some could fall in the other opposite of like, I'm a, I've understood the Buddhist way, now I accept everything. This is how things are, you know? I'm like, no, honey, there's a lot to do, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have to be proactive also. So you see for yourself, it's a lot of uh, trial and error and exploration. What I like about this practice, actually, maybe this is an important point to finish, 
the way I understand this practice is this is um, it's giving us one more one tool for independence not independence in the sense that we don't need the others independence is we can see for ourselves what works and what doesn't work so it seems like the Buddha is saying I'm going to teach you a way to look at things that you don't look at things with your preconceived ideas you know you look at things in a fresh way and you'll see and you'll you'll be able to sustain the presence so that you can see more than the surface of things more deeply what they're about you know and then you'll see for yourself what works what doesn't work what is your integrity your ethics your relationship to this thing so you'll be able to decide for yourself so that's mainly the technique we're uh, teaching here i think so that we can see for ourselves you know so somebody could decide i've done the silent retreat i can decide for myself never again <laughs> or, <laughs> or it's actually painful but good <laughs> you know on the long term a good investment or something else you know so so you have your own your full right to see for yourself what uh, what uh, works you know Um, maybe just as um, uh, really encouraging us to practice uh, the walking meditation, uh, the classic is back and forth. You might alter it a little bit to fit your needs and stuff, but I really invite you to do this. For many, it's an amazing way to develop concentration because it's more felt. You know, on the cushion, people say, oh, I think a lot because there's not much happening, but out, you know, outside... So, um, you know, it could be to develop concentration, um, uh, sensitivity. As you walk back and forth, if you want to play with this, do one cross, uh, being aware of uh, uh, sounds, soundscape. Then stop, turn around, do one crossing, aware of sight, sight, you know, form, colors, brightness. Stop, turn around, feel the body moving in space, whole body. Stop, turn around, feel the feet, only the feet. And then start again, hearing, seeing. So developing that sensitivity and the stability. So here for a few seconds, just the field of hearing, just the field of seeing. If you want to play uh, with this. Um, and uh, yeah, this mix of walk and sit is very, very potent. The secret of practice is continuity. So if we do the kind of like pay attention and then, you know, bout of planification, okay, now let me plan freely for like seven minutes, you know, like plan the summer, the week, the weekend, uh, you know, everything, you know. And then, okay, the mindfulness, I'll do it again. The stop and go practice, very, very difficult. So this morning, if you want, we have that chance. See this as a block of practice. Try to be seamless, not forcing, not abandoning. Not forcing, not abandoning, middle path. Try to stand up knowingly, walk out or somewhere knowingly, do the practice, come back, try to keep it going, just to see what can happen in uh, investing in the continuity. That is the secret of practice. You just got it. Okay? So, uh, good uh, morning of, uh, of uh, practice. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.